Hello friends, my name is Eric Cloward and welcome to the Stoic Coffee Break. The Stoic Coffee Break is a weekly podcast where I take an aspect of Stoicism and do my best to break it down to its most important points and talk about how we can apply it in our daily lives. I share my successes and my failures and hope that you can learn something from my experience all within the space of a coffee break. Today's episode is about friction. Marcus Aurelius said, Anxieties can only come from your internal judgment. We all have things in our lives that seem to stop us from completing things that we really want to do. And often these things aren't even all that big, but end up being showstoppers nonetheless. Today I want to talk about why it's important to pay attention to the things that get in your way and some possible ways to get around them. So the other day I was listening to the Hidden Brain podcast and they were talking about this idea that oftentimes we get stopped from doing things by obstacles that we don't really even notice. We spend a lot of time and energy in adding fuel to our efforts, such as improving skills or spending time or money, but we miss the small and sometimes seemingly trivial things that are really hampering our progress. So what do I mean by friction? Friction is anything that slows you down from completing your task. Friction is different than an obstacle, in that an obstacle is something that's obvious and very evidently in the way of completing your task. Friction, on the other hand, is usually something smaller, subtle, and generally a lot harder to figure out. A simple example of friction is, if you've ever been ice skating, a Zamboni out on the ice is an obstacle. It is something that's clearly in your path and something you'll need to go around. Whereas a rough patch of ice is friction. And while it doesn't stop you, it can definitely slow you down and make your time on the ice much slower. So why is it easier to add fuel to something than it is to remove friction? Well, fuel is obvious. Fuel is resources. And whether that's time or money or effort, it's the necessary elements that it takes to make up whatever it is you're working on. It's things that can be added. If you're trying to send a rocket into outer space... Adding more fuel to lift you out of the Earth's orbit makes a lot of sense. Friction, on the other hand, is usually something that's fairly small. They're usually harder to detect as well, and oftentimes it can take a lot of time to fix one small friction after another. And so often we'll ignore something because each one in and of itself may not be that big of a deal, but cumulatively, several small frictions can add up and may have just as much of an impact as a fairly large obstacle. If we go back to our rocket analogy, this would be like removing every possible bit of weight that you could from your rocket and your payload in order to help it get out of the Earth's atmosphere. Oftentimes, when we're trying to work on something or improve something, we do so by adding fuel. And this often is the easiest part because because we know what we need to add to something. And by this, I mean put more effort into it, push harder, or maybe add more resources. But oftentimes, What's foiling our efforts is not that we aren't putting enough time or energy or money into something. It's that we aren't examining the things that are in the way. And it's not more fuel that we need. It's that we need to remove friction. We also need to understand that sometimes adding more fuel can actually be detrimental. And this was a lesson that I learned when I was training for short course triathlons. Now, a triathlon, for those who don't know, consists of swimming, cycling, and running. And while I'm not a great runner, I found that swimming was probably the most challenging aspect. 
When I first started, I could do 500 meters in about 20 minutes. Just on my own, I was able to get that time down to about 16 minutes. But it didn't seem to matter how much harder I pushed when I swam, I couldn't cut any significant time off of that. Then I purchased a book on how to improve my swimming technique. And as I read through all of the different pointers, there were two small changes that had a giant impact on my time. First one was that I needed to reduce the amount of drag that I had in the water by changing my stroke just a little more to the center of my body, basically reaching right over the top of my head rather than to the side. This small change helped me become much more aerodynamic and flow through the water a little bit more smoothly. The second change, which seemed really counterintuitive, was that I needed to slow down and use less strokes for each lap. And at first, I thought this was a little bit crazy, but I tried it anyway, and bam, I found that by trying to slow down and use less strokes, my strokes became longer, which helped the center of my body become more efficient because there was less movement, which also, which also created more flow in the water. And by shaving off about two to three strokes per lap in the pool, I dropped my time closer to about 10 minutes. In his book, The War of Art, Stephen Pressfield talks about the idea of resistance. Resistance is the opposing force in any creative endeavor or any endeavor to improve ourselves. And to me, resistance is the mental friction that keeps us from doing our work and accomplishing our goals. Whether it's composing music, writing a novel, starting a company or a nonprofit, or even just trying to get back in shape. Resistance is the blocks that our minds put up in place to slow or even stop our progress. Pressfield defines it like this. Resistance arises from within. It is self-generated and self-perpetuated. Resistance is the enemy within. The thing about resistance is that it happens to everyone. And those people that are the most successful know this. They get that it's not something to be feared, but to be understood. They don't run away from their enemy, but they study it. They learn its tricks, and they find ways to counter every move. Ryan Holiday said, The path of least resistance is a terrible teacher. Now, part of why we often make the choices we do is because we tend to follow the path of least resistance. When we come up against a challenge, we tend to choose the easier way through. If you're walking through the woods, for example, you're more likely going to follow a path that others have already created. And when we work on achieving our goals or making personal changes, we will also take the path of least resistance. And that's not always a good thing. If we're trying to change our diet, for example, but we don't make it easy for ourselves to follow our new plan, then we're likely going to fall back on old eating habits because they're much easier and require a lot less work. For example, I know some people who will batch cook meals one night a week so they have healthy meals every day of the week rather than trying to come up with something each night that fits into their diet. Now, figuring out what friction is in your life is not an easy task. There are so many small things that keep us from stepping up and doing the things that we really want to do. Sometimes it's a lack of confidence. Maybe it's a lack of skill. Maybe it's a thought pattern or anxiety that keeps us from making that first step. Whatever it is, the more we can do to reduce the friction that we have in our lives, the better off we'll be when we work on pursuing the things that we want. Marcus Aurelius said, Today I escaped anxiety, or no, I discarded it, because it was within me, in my own perception, not outside. 
So how can you tell what items are friction and getting in your way of not accomplishing what you want? Oftentimes, they can be found when you're listing out why you're struggling with something. Some of the excuses that we make. It usually starts with something like, I can't do X because of Y. For example, I have a friend who they gets anxious when driving and parking downtown. In their minds, they think, I can't meet up with friends downtown because parking is so stressful. In a case like this, doing things like finding a parking garage on a map, taking an Uber, or carpooling with a friend is a way to reduce friction of meeting up with friends. One of the most pernicious and most obvious forms of friction is perfectionism. And that's the idea that if we can't produce something good enough or follow our plan well enough, then we shouldn't even try. I know that sometimes when I sit down to work on music, I'll often get overwhelmed because I know that most of what I create that session probably won't be very good, at least not at first. And this is something that even though I've created music that I like in the past, such as the theme to this podcast, I still struggle every time I sit down at the piano because of the pressure that I put on myself to make something good. Often we have things that distract us from accomplishing our task. And there are plenty of things that are much easier to do than to put the work in. Our phones, Netflix, email, the internet are all distractions that can keep us from working on the things that we want. Now, these aren't bad things in and of themselves, but we need to be honest about if we are using them to distract us from working on things that we really want to do. Often, there are things that do feel like we're being productive, like answering email or reading up on something for work. But are these things really being productive? Sometimes we do these things because we feel like we are doing work, but we're not progressing towards our goals. We're not moving the needle. Dave Goggins said, Never let people who choose the path of least resistance steer you away from your chosen path of most resistance. Sometimes when we embark on changing something in our lives, we may find that the social costs are something we don't want to pay. And sometimes this can be that our friends or family might not approve of what we want to do. So we avoid doing it, even if we know that it's good for us or something that we really want to do. I've read sometimes that people are often sabotaged by partners or family members when they want to work on losing weight or getting into shape. Other people may not want us to change because it may mean that the relationship will change. For example, if one partner is losing weight, the other partner may feel threatened because they don't want to change their eating habits. Or they may feel that if their partner loses weight and gets into shape, that they may no longer be attractive to the partner that has changed. Another big example of where we let friction stop us from moving forward is in our careers. We'll often stay at a job that we are unhappy at because the friction of finding a new job and leaving is too great. We'll stay in a field that we don't like because planning out and learning a new set of skills can feel incredibly overwhelming. And sometimes the re things that are holding us back are really simple. I mean, I know that I've procrastinated in the past because the thought of taking time to up my, update my resume just seemed like too much work. Or setting up an account on a job site just feels like too much of a hassle. So how do we reduce friction in our lives? I think the biggest thing that we can do is to simply recognize the friction. Once we recognize it, then we can work on strategies to reduce or eliminate the friction. For example, if we suffer from perfectionism, then we can treat our work or tasks as times of play and curiosity and reduce the pressure to have to have something good to just having something done at all. If we're easily distracted, we can work to create a distraction-free space to do our work. 
if we're getting friction from our partners or our friends, we can have frank conversations with them and ask for their support. We do anything that we can to reduce the friction. A good example of this was when I started the podcast, I found that a big friction point for me was that I felt like I didn't know how to record voices very well. I've been composing music using Logic Pro, so I could use audio software reasonably well, but using a mic to record my voice and make it sound good seemed so overwhelming that it kept me from actually doing it. So instead of using my expensive equipment, I used my iPhone for a significant portion of the first episodes. Once I felt more comfortable with my process, I moved over to recording in Logic and continued to improve my skills at mixing and recording my voice. Now, each one of us is going to have different points of friction for the things that we are working on in our lives. Often, we don't even recognize what those things are, and in so doing, we may be missing small things that keep us from accomplishing what we set out to do. We may be trying our hardest and putting in lots of extra effort, but finding that we are still falling short or even digressing. When we can recognize and remove the small things in our way, those things can often have the largest impact. And that's the end of this week's Stoic Coffee Break. Be good to yourself, be good to others, and thanks for listening. Hello, friends. Thanks for listening to the podcast. If you like what you hear, head on over to patreon.com slash stoiccoffee and help support this podcast by becoming a patron. Also, swing by our website at www.stoic.coffee where you can sign up for our newsletter and buy some great-looking shirts and hoodies at the new Stoic Coffee Shop. Also, if you know of somebody that would benefit from or would appreciate this podcast, please share it. Word of mouth is always the best way to help this podcast grow. Thanks again for listening, and we'll talk to you next week.